0: Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. What's up?
1: Oh, you know. Just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know we were just talking about your nose whistling and it reminded me of like a funny story that I had yesterday.
0: Oh yes. Okay. Do (laughs) Uh, tell?
1: Do tell. Yeah. It's not about noses whistling, but it's just the (laughs) whistling. So it's been frigid, right? It's been very cold. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. It's been freezing. Actually, I just saw a cold warning today for London, at least. I don't know about Newmarket. We've had
1: an extreme cold warning for the last like three
0: days. Yeah. I just saw that for like London. They're going to say for the next few days to like not go outside.
1: I'm okay with that. Like, I'll just stay home. I stay home anyways. Like, so whenever people are like, "Oh, you're gonna have to stay inside," I'm like, "Oh, what a what a task!" (laughs) (laughs) And like, like, I'm like already in my jumpy. (laughs) You mean I get
0: to just like cozy up in my blankets with like a nice pot of tea and just—it's
1: not a bad thing.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But so, anyways, I get in my car, had to go run like one single errand, and of course, the car took like forever to like heat up. And I'm thinking I start driving and I hear like oh like what literally sounds like beautiful singing. <laughs> okay. It's like, so like It check. was me in the backseat. Obviously. <laughs> so I'm like checking all the windows, like thinking like, okay, is there like a window open, like just a crack, you know, when it starts like whistling and it's like kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm like, okay, what the fuck is that? And then it like starts getting like louder and louder. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> like, and it literally just sounded like that, but like beautiful, not like my bad singing. It was beautiful. I mean, and it was just opinion. a frozen water bottle trying to like have water escape or like air from like it freezing in the car. But it literally sounded like a Celine Dion concert in my car and it was just gorgeous. That's I didn't even so let strange. it was so and it was so loud. And it was wow. like it was also so hilarious that I literally like called Drew on the Bluetooth thing, you know, hands-free guys gotta drive safely. And I was just like, Do you hear this? I was like crying, laughing. And he's <laughs>
0: so funny that you did that.
1: and he was like, Hear what? And I was just like, The singing. <laughs> he was like No, I don't (laughs) hear this. Like, and I was like, oh, water bottle is singing to me. And I think that's when he realized I've lost my mind.
0: And it was because it was frozen?
1: Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know science, but like something about the water bottle being frozen and like, it was a straw kind. So I think that.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Cause like. Yeah. Not like when I got in the, in the car this morning yeah. at like 7am and it was like still dark and it was like negative <laughs> 20. There was like a half. Like, sorry, I
1: made you drive here. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was like, <laughs> it has a point to the story. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> i know i just had to <laughs> there was a half drunk like plastic water bottle in the car and it was fully like frozen it was yeah block of ice so that's what i was picturing and i was like but how mine didn't sing to <laughs> me didn't today sing.
1: no i'm just special no <laughs> it was like drive, a drive
0: it's just not a, not a peep
1: it was like one of those contigo ones that you get from costco gotcha. with a water bottle and okay that the totally straw and no. yeah, yeah it, it had a gorgeous voice <laughs> and i'm now i'm wondering i want to do like an experiment like if you fill it up at different levels will they each sing different tones like different pitches it <laughs> yeah. probably would be I'm going to try.
0: Was, <laughs> I'm honestly picturing so gorgeous you now in your car with like an orchestra of like frozen oh. water bottles with all different amounts oh. of water in them.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was it was something else. It was great. It was great. That's that's like literally the only fun story I have for today.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have a fun story, but I was teasing you before that i had something to tell you i hate you because i don't like surprises (laughs) that we might be
1: going on a road trip where are we going
0: okay so the episode today is about um it's about the haunting of a house on dice road which is a road in michigan okay but that's not too far yeah no no it's not too far we could definitely do that too but the um I was listening to a podcast on the way here because I watched this sort of like documentary about Dice Road, but I was listening to a podcast on the way here just to like see if they had anything different that they found out. Yeah. And the guy was like, well, we've talked about haunted roads before. There's like blah, blah, blah road in wherever. And then there's Texas Road in Ontario, Canada. Where the fuck? And I was like, what the fuck? I'm searching. I'm sorry. I know I have it right here. Oh, I literally have it right here. You think I wasn't prepared? No, I know you're (laughs) prepared, but you know, I need
1: backup information.
0: It is Oh god where? It's like right near Windsor. So that's Windsor and it's right down here. We're going. It's that road, right there. So it's like two hours away from us. That's not bad. Apparently it's like I, I don't know. He didn't he just kinda mentioned it, but he, he was like, We've talked about extremely haunted roads before. Whenever, is it, so apparently this is, is it like a super just haunted, road. haunted.
1: Or is it extremely haunted? Because I wanna go and I wanna
0: I, I wanna be ex- attacked. I think it's extremely haunted. I didn't have time to <laughs> I look think it's extremely haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to look into it because then I got here and then we started recording. But i did this whole thing on dice road but now i'm really excited to see what texas road is all about
1: let's fucking do this i can't
0: wait guys we'll let you know and then maybe oh. we're gonna do like a little field Blair trip Witch we'll go there which project
1: oh my god and you know i'm gonna have snot all over the place especially if we go when it's cold out and the yeah, water bottles are singing to us and-
0: <laughs> this whole time i was doing dice road and i was like michigan's not that far it'd be cool to go there but, but i know like with the borders oh. and everything right now that's kind of tricky
1: yeah well, aren't like, they open no I they're think, they're closed again i, think I don't even clo- know i don't even know because we'll just break in, in and then it's like all look these out restrictions. america we're coming <laughs> if we just
0: stay in ontario that complicates things a lot less and i didn't realize yes. there was one just like right there we're going i'm so excited i don't even know what happened there what if
1: it's like really really horrifying I not like know. scary but like we're, it's like not like a fun
0: after trip. i do this whole dice road thing we'll discuss i hope it's like this
1: yeah what if people are like that was a battlefield you idiots and like <laughs> it's a horrible horrible sight. like
0: well it we're yeah, going there's anyways. probably there's, some history because this place, i want to know the history this road has some history as well so basically okay so there was i kind of stumbled upon it because i saw this documentary it's i'm gonna loosely call it a documentary and I'll explain why. But on Amazon, I think it was on Amazon Prime, and it was called The Haunting on Dice Road, okay. the, the Hell House. And there's like oh, a series. Oh, I fucking love when
1: things are like anything where it says hell in front of it. It's yeah. just like, oh, fuck me up. The Let's hell do house. this.
0: And there's a series um, because this road, again, is haunted. So there's like three haunted sites on this road. Okay. So there's the house that I'm going to talk about today. Okay. Then there's also a general store and... A cemetery, and they're all within, like, oh,
1: obviously, the cemetery is haunted. We already know that,
0: yeah. And they're all within four miles of each other. So, all three of these sites, and they all have their own stories, their own like history, and everything. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna focus on this one today, but I will probably do the other two at some point because, okay, like, they're all
1: fucked. oh, so you're only focusing on one place out of the three yes so
0: so this is dice road but like i'm focusing on the hell quote the hell house okay which is basically it's it's just a small farmhouse but okay um dice road for anyone who doesn't know because i didn't know but it's it's uh it crosses a rural section of michigan between saginaw and midland okay with the three sites on it um also you know what
1: I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause it because I got to talk about something about Michigan oh, that, okay. that y- you were here for a conversation I had about this when we went, when we drove through to go to Frankenmuth, to go to yeah. the, the Christmas store, <laughs> the Bronner's. Christmas store. <laughs> this has been bothering me for ages. And anyone who lives in Michigan, I need to hear from you. Somebody email me. What is with all of the dead deer on the roads? Is there a lack of cleanup service or do you guys just have a really large influx of deer? I need answers. Yeah, there
0: might be like a large deer population. Because
1: remember, we saw like 400. We saw a lot, yeah. And we saw one happen. Yeah, yeah. So I need to know. It's bothered me for years. I talk about it every time we ever go to Bronner's. And it's just like, well, I don't want to drive through Death Valley. (laughs) Like, I don't, I'd rather see humans all on the side of the road, not a bunch of sweet little (laughs) innocent (laughs) animals. I'm just kidding. But also, save the deer. There was one time there was a cow when my mom and I went. And I remember, like, she literally went to go cover my eyes. I was a grown adult at this point, too. That She was like, don't look. (laughs) It's because I was just like literally mortified
0: yeah that's I, and we yeah. were like how did
1: this cow get out here why and also who hit it and just drove off like
0: also, like how did you drive away from that i mean a cow is a i freaking need fucking big answers big i need i
1: just i need some a michigan listener there's no slight against michigan i just need to know what's going on
0: what's going on there because
1: i wonder i need to know because if you guys are like lacking cleanup services i'm going to start a petition so that you guys get proper disposal and burials for these deer
0: christian mcgee still alive i mean he loved to pick up roadkill he loved it yeah he loved it loved it mm.
1: yeah that should. Be i don't his. think
0: they're gonna let him out of oak ridge though <laughs> no
1: <laughs> okay i'm sorry to cut you off go on that's i just okay. no, I, that's I saw okay. i heard michigan and i was like here's my chance i'm gonna get my voice heard <laughs> once and for all
0: <laughs> so um so yeah i'm just gonna focus on the one today okay. and again i stumbled upon it because of this sort of like documentary but it's sort of it's it's a documentary in the way that a lot of these um, people involved in, in what happened were interviewed and gave their true accounts and everything and telling okay. of what of what happened. But there's this guy, um, his name is oh my god, where do you even have his name? Oh come on, oh, Haley. <laughs> man. His it's it's only because apparently he's also a rapper, so he goes by Prozac, like which is his rapper name, but his real name is Steven Shippy.
1: Okay. Wait, Prozac isn't that like the band from like the '90s? The I know, I know, you know that one. Sucks to be you. I know, I know. That song. That's the only one I can remember right now. It's called. Prozac. I know the
0: song you're talking about. Yeah, okay, because you looked I at me like know. I had four. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, know like, this. I was just trying to. I was like, I don't remember the name of the band. Who's I'm pretty that sure it's Prozac. Well, then he stole it from them. Oh, that's Thief. his. Ra- that's his rapper name. But like, what in- if it's the
1: same guy?
0: maybe uh, i mean i guess
1: you go i'm gonna check I guess i'm checking he could
0: be old enough he i don't know <laughs> i don't know becky <laughs>
1: Sex to be you
0: <laughs> so this guy basically i think he's from the area and he decided to make a series of documentaries about these like haunted sites and everything so he interviewed all of these people and also put together like a almost like a paranormal investigating team and they went to the house Okay, and they set up their own like it's all inter like um mixed with the interviews where they're there and they're there at night and they're doing like setting up cameras Uh, or they have like cameras that were set up overnight and then like caught things on camera or they're exploring the the house and like things happen and there's a lot of like before i started watching it i was just like i don't know what exactly this is and yeah. so again i always go to like reddit of <laughs> course people on reddit as you do everything and <laughs>
1: geniuses the, the
0: consensus was <laughs> that like this is a true story obviously and all the people talking about it are telling their true accounts but what steven did with his team right a lot of people believe it's just like set up like okay it's just okay. like because there's a lot of shots where it's like okay so here's this uh there's there a camera that they set up outside the house and this is like 3 32 a.m and then you see like a kind of like a white figure like walking across oh the with camera a sheet on it and like i will give them credit their special effects are really good they're very subtle and if you want to watch it in terms of like looking at those scenes as like a horror movie it's scary like it's creepy like i was watching in the middle of the day and i was like oh my god i'm getting chills (laughs) even though i knew or i'm pretty sure that it's fake yeah you're like like, basically people are like if this shit is real then like this guy has definitively come up with footage of ghosts because there's so much in it and a lot of people were like i'm gonna watch it he went a bit too far in the way of trying to convince people that this is real footage you know what i'm saying okay because people are like there's no way Like there's there's no way. way. But it's good it's good though. Like I I, I think that they did a good job as far as like making it look spooky. But I love spooky stuff. But it it might take away a bit from
1: The realness. The
0: yeah, calling it a documentary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was just sort of like, it's a documentary, but those parts I I really believe are set up and yeah. they're more like filmmaking
1: reenactments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fan- let's, let's, let's call, call them, it that. Let's call
1: them fancy reenactments. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, So basically this whole story starts, um, in 1951. A couple okay. named Harold and Mabel Pomeranning. Built. Those are
1: like the most fifties names I know I've ever. Actually, heard.
0: the podcast I was listening to said the same thing. As well. Oh, They're like, really? Isn't that like the perfect like fifties Harold couple? and Mabel? <laughs> Harold and Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's so cute. Oh,
1: that's the cutest. Harold
0: and Mabel. Yes. Oh. So they built a house for their family on Dice Road, and apparently the land had been in Harold's family's possession for a long time but they were the first oh but people it was it, it
1: was it set on an ancient indian burial ground or whatever like every horror movie claims to be
0: basically yeah like the dice road cemetery was
1: okay like i was making a crass joke was. but yeah <laughs> okay
0: no 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 i know that's why i'm like i know that's the stereotype yeah the house i don't think was but the cemetery four miles down the road was yeah for sure
1: but um, you know what that's what you get when you build on top of like you know, yeah. sacred ground. You're going to get haunted. Yeah. We gun haunt you. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So Continue. <laughs> they, they built this home for their family in 1951. Mabel gave birth to their first son, Dwayne, in 1953 and their second son, Terry, in 1955. Um, Their closest neighbor was about a quarter to a half mile away. So okay. again, it's, it, it it is farmland. I think it was a working farm. Okay. And they just built a farmhouse on it. Okay. They lived there peacefully with no problems for. No ghostly disturbances? No disturbances for almost 20 years.
1: That's a long time.
0: Yes. So in the summer of 1974. Okay. There was a family that moved in across the street from the Pomeranian family. Okay. And the mother, the woman, I guess through the family coming over to introduce themselves or the Pomeranian family going over to introduce themselves or whatever. They had an encounter and the woman was like, Hey Harold, do you want to sell your land? And he was like, weird. No, no. (laughs) Um, And I guess she, brought it up a few more times and she started to get pretty persistent about it like she came over at one point Hmm. and they got into an argument about it and he's like i'm not looking to sell like why are you being so weird about if i wanted to
1: sell there'd be a for sale sign out front
0: yeah exactly like that's that's why he thought it was weird like it's maybe not weird from i don't know like a real estate perspective if you're just like if you're ever planning to
1: sell, give me a call. Yeah, That's but different. they also
0: had just moved in a few months prior. So I think he was sort of like, I don't, what's wrong with your land? Yeah. You like, know?
1: fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so this woman was rumored to be heavily involved in witchcraft.
1: Oh, and, can't trust those witches.
0: <laughs> and she she was open about, like, she, she would tell people that. Yeah. And she would go to the stores in town and buy, like, books on the occult and witchcraft. And Which is super like cool. Yeah. And, um... Some believe that she might have set some sort of a curse on the family because (gasps)
1: Because they wouldn't sell the land.
0: Because they wouldn't sell the land the last time that she had asked about it and her and Harold got into a quite a heated argument, apparently. He deserves a cursing. This is when all the disturbances started. So
1: You know what? Seems legit.
0: Well, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) On so on July 19th, 1974. Harold Pomeranian called the police complaining about prowlers outside his house. Oh. He said they were banging on the walls of the house and causing a lot of disturbance. When the police came, they checked the house and surrounding area, and they couldn't find any evidence of anyone being outside of the house. They were like, there's no footprints, there's no marks on the outside of the house, like Hmm. there, we can't find any evidence that there was anyone out here, um... The loud noises and banging on the walls continued, and it got to the point where the pomeranians were the Pomeranians were calling the police pretty much every night, sometimes Whoa. multiple times a night. Jeez, there was a detective or former sergeant, sorry that was interviewed in the documentary, and he said it was getting to the point where the cops didn't even want to go out there anymore because it was like literally the exact same complaint every single night in the middle of the night. And Harold was getting frustrated that the police couldn't figure out what was going on. Because he's calling them being like, we can't sleep. This noise is so loud. There has to be someone outside of well, my yeah. house. It sounds like they're banging on the walls. Yeah. And the police come and they're like, there's nobody here.
1: And they think it's like a prank call every day and they're annoyed. Everyone's annoyed.
0: Yeah. They Well, they think there's something going on. But they, like, there's By no the time obvious, they get there. There's no obvious yeah. reason. Um, some of the officers would hear would hear noises as well but they just couldn't find what was causing it so sometimes they would come and they'd be like yeah we hear it too but we're like we can't see anyone on the outside of the house like we're we're Uh wandering around the house and we can't see anyone
1: that's really scary
0: yes he um one of the detectives said that one night him and his partner staked the house out so i think that at a certain point, they, again, like you said, thought maybe there was like a prankster or I'll get to this later, but they thought that maybe one of the sons was doing this. Okay. So they staked the house out without the family knowing and they both heard noises. They went around the opposite sides of the house. They said it was raining and the grass was wet, but there was no footprints <laughs> in the grass. Other than their own, probably. Yeah, yeah they're, other than their own. There was no one on, around the house or in the area. So Terry, who was... I think 19 or 20 at the time was the prime suspect for a while. And Terry is interviewed in the documentary as well. He describes one night where there were numerous police officers surrounding the house that could hear the noises, but there was no one outside. So they came inside and accused the family of someone inside the house making the noises. He said that he was first asked to take a polygraph test and he was interrogated, Um, but he passed. And then the entire family was also asked to take a polygraph test and they all passed as well. Yeah. Um, the sergeant I was talking about before, he describes an evening when he got a call and he was nearby. When he got there, he said that he had a flashlight. He shone it on the, um, on the house and he had spotlights on his car. Okay. So he, so the house was a bit lit up, but he couldn't see anything unusual. Dispatch um on the phone was dispatch was on the phone with the Pomeranian family they're saying there's still someone banging on the outside of the house the sergeant said there was an outside light at the front of the house so when he got out of his car he heard a loud noise and realized that the outside light had exploded and there was glass falling all over his car he searched the perimeter of the house but again couldn't find any evidence of anyone being out there ghosts i mean it's ghosts spoiler alert it's ghosts <laughs> right before he left apparently a picture frame dropped right off the wall and it like scared the shit out of him Ugh. um a retired saint charles police officer says or he said in the documentary it sounded like someone was banging on the sides of the house with a baseball bat
1: that's pretty fucking loud yeah
0: super loud um a uh Someone from the local fire department, who's also in the documentary, recounted a day where he was at the house. He said there was a plate by the front door that was like on the wall Mm -hmm. and it started tapping against the wall. He says it sounded like a bell ringing, like almost like a ding, ding, ding sound because it was tapping against the wall and, or like someone was tapping it with their fingernail almost. That's kind of how he described it. He reached over to touch the plate and it stopped ringing. He looked across the road and he saw the woman, the woman who was into witchcraft, Mm -hmm. across the street out dancing around the bush in her front yard. And he said there was a really loud noise and all of a sudden this massive crack appeared in the ceiling of the living room. Okay. That went, he said it went full length from east to west. And then he looked over outside at the woman and then she stopped dancing and went inside. Okay. And he was like, it was strange. It was like she caused it. This woman was reported to do things like that. She was always, like, not always, but sometimes outside doing these, yeah. like, ritualistic things or chanting. Yeah. And again, I mean, this is the 70s. So a lot of people are like, okay, so you're a witch. Yeah. Like, but get the steak ready. <laughs> but because she. Behaved so strangely towards the family yeah. initially, and then all these things started happening just a few months after they moved in. Yeah, this new family across the road They're
1: accusing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's
0: open about how she's like, I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I yeah. think a lot of people really believed this. Yeah, kind of thing, and again, just her popping up here and there in situations like that where this guy yeah. is like Coincidentally, not connected to the family and yeah. he's like but i was there and then i just look over she's like dancing across the street doing some sort of ritual and then like the house is literally yeah. shaking and then a crack appears in the ceiling i mean that's pretty that's, But also like this, she could just this, be dancing in the yard an impression on you yeah it's all gonna all make you think for sure yeah like, these are sure.
1: related even though like maybe maybe a girl just likes dancing in the yard maybe i dance in the kitchen mm. sometimes like but also, I haven't conjured up any cracks in the ceiling, I don't think. I Maybe my na- neighbor's houses are not. just all in shambles and it's all my fault.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you cause a crack in the ceiling from dancing, I mean, You're like, a pretty
1: bad fucking dancer, holy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um Terry says that there was a day where his brother, Dwayne, was out getting the paper. And the woman across the street somehow coaxed him over to her property apparently Dwayne didn't really like her from the start he just thought she was weird yeah but somehow she convinced him to come over and to come inside her house and terry says Dwayne was there for over three hours <laughs> she cut his hair and when weird. he came back he was acting strange like super strange and then he suddenly passed out it turns out he had a grand mal seizure oh yeah Wow. He doesn't remember very much from the time that he spent inside the home. He just says that he remembers a lot of candles and weird symbols. And he remembered her cutting his hair. Why um, Why cut his hair? That's so
1: odd. I don't usually just go into people's houses and they're like, would you like a haircut? You look like a really neat yeah. one. I, <laughs> I don't know. I usually I mean, book my haircuts maybe in Maybe she needed in it advanced. for like a
0: potion or something. Oh.
1: So you're thinking. Yeah, I'm like, why would she offer a free service? That's so odd. Like, no,
0: she's like a... I don't know a lock of hair from Uh,
1: from who she's trying to curse
0: 20 something year old man yeah Uh, I don't know who knows um a member of the Saginaw Sheriff's Department at the time I'm listing these because there was a lot of different departments that were involved in this case it wasn't just one police department there was many that Hmm. came out and investigated this interesting yeah um so the Saginaw Sheriff's Department a detective from there did a, sur- a thorough search for an electrical device or anything that could be making noises. He said one night when they were called to the house, his captain was standing inside the house and the detective and the other officers could hear the pounding on the front door through their captain's radio, but everyone outside couldn't hear it. So their captain's standing inside and he's like, no, the knocking's happening right now and they can hear it on his radio when he's talking to them, Yeah, but they're like, we're outside and we Nothing's can't hear happening. anything.
1: Oh, that's so weird. I know. Oh, that's so scary. Let's go. I want to find... I want to hear it.
0: This is... Yeah. It's just like this... It just gets weirder and weirder. It's... It's... This case is so crazy. I can't huh. believe I've never heard of it before. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Um, So, Terry, the son, said that his brother Dwayne, after this whole experience with this woman, um, he went downhill mentally for quite a while. And he said he... Honestly, like, it's really sad. He just said that he was never the same and he hasn't really had much of a life since then and these are now like grown men
1: that's really sad his brother Dwayne's
0: not interviewed in the documentary but he just said like it really is i i mean he came home when he had a seizure yeah but people do have seizures and it doesn't seem not always seem to alter yeah. their personality yeah or their some,
1: temperament sometimes it can like it if can they are extremely severe it can completely
0: but alter. it's not definitive yeah. it's not always not always you're right yeah so that's in combination with whatever happened at the house. He just said like it really changed. Was it just brother. like
1: like a really bad haircut? Like was <laughs> it ugly? Like
0: I honestly I don't know. I just pictured her shaving his head.
1: I feel like that's even creepier.
0: Oh yeah, I, 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 that's what I pictured. That's oh, I, I was pictured like like a new bowl, this bowl is cut. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were neighbors of the Pomerannings interviewed in the documentary as well, Vicky and Doug Buckley. And they also met the woman. She had told them that she was an ordained witch okay. and that she practiced witchcraft. She had three big black X's above the garage door, which according to a priest that came by one day is apparently the sign of the devil. I didn't
1: okay. know that, y- You but. know what? I, I have like a stipulation because how many fucking signs of the devil are There's there? There's so
0: many, right? Because
1: like I, you hear it in like every like horror anything where they're like that's the sign of the devil. And it's like... But that's a that's that's a division symbol.
0: That's a heart emoji. That's
1: yeah. <laughs> that's a smiley face. It is the sign of the devil.
0: No, I know. That's I was like, I've an never heard that emoji. before. Three X's. Yeah,
1: I've never heard that.
0: But know, they'll be like, oh, be oh six,
1: six, 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 sign of the devil. Oh, this upside down cross, sign of the devil. And it's oh. like, pick one. You get mm-hmm. one sign of the devil. <laughs> you get one <laughs> vote. That's the new sign of the devil. You can't
0: copyright all of them, Lucifer. Exactly.
1: You can't have an, a monopoly on all the signs of the devil. <laughs> you can't
0: TM three can't. X's. No, right? you know the who porn can. The car industry already did that. You,
1: <laughs> no, you know what did? The movie Triple X. There you go. I said it. <laughs> That's like one of my mom's favorite movies. The
0: one with Vin Diesel? Yeah.
1: Oh, have I not told you about my mom's obsession with Vin Diesel? Uh, no. Growing up, we had calendars of Vin Diesel. <laughs> Shut
0: up that's so funny it
1: happened it's the truth well, you can I go and ask you. Drew my mom's obsessed I with Vin Diesel you, but
0: that's so funny
1: <laughs> she I she has made me sit through every single Fast and the Furious movie she's obsessed obsessed with Vin Diesel I don't know if she still is but like my entire childhood it was like someone would be like and she'd be like Vin Diesel are you about to say Vin Diesel are we gonna <laughs> talk about it <laughs> so
0: Oh, how did we whatever. start talking
1: about, oh triple like, x so i was like how did we get on this
0: <laughs> so vin diesel is the devil right
1: basically yeah, well because okay. he's got the tattoo of the triple x yes it's
0: yeah. sign of the devil you know gosh i wonder if he knows
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to tell him
0: um so this woman which she was also often seen leaving the cemetery at night as well okay so uh, very
1: suspicious
0: yeah people people often saw strange things going on in the house through the windows like strange dances or rituals vicky and doug said that they used to visit the pomeranings a lot but stopped going over to the house after all of these disturbances started because they were just too scared (laughs) and there's a lot of stories that like a lot of these people talk about where it's like oh yeah there was like eight of us there and this happened it's not just the family yeah there's so many witnesses like other people from not just from like police departments and fire departments but like just neighbors and friends of the family and like there's so many people that spoke in this documentary about like having experience there it's amazing <laughs> how many people
1: because like usually there's always like people that are like skeptics that are like that didn't happen you know yeah or
0: like the medieval horror where it's like it's, it's the family
1: yeah and no one else really experienced it
0: yeah and there it's just you either believe them or you don't yeah. so this is quite different yeah because i like so that because many people
1: involved it's Easier to believe when it's like multiple accounts from a variety of people. When it is just the family, it's like you do believe them. You're like, I know something is definitely happening, and Mm. you're all feeling it. Yeah. Don't want to invalidate that, but like it's hard to believe when like other people will come and be like, all right, where's these ghosts at? And like nothing happens.
0: Yeah. It's especially like police officers. Like I'm not saying that police officers don't believe in the paranormal. I'm just saying that. I feel like yeah. they would be more likely to be like, there's some sort of logical like explanation for yeah, this. Right. Like, so the fact that so many of these police officers were like, no, nah, I was there and we have no idea. It's what paranormal. Um, Terry says the faucets would turn on by themselves. Sometimes, um, a family friend that was interviewed in the documentary as well. He like wanted to remain anonymous. So they just called him Mark. He said that he remembers plates and frames bouncing from the force of the knockings, While he was there with his father, I think think he had said that his father worked with Harold. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was about 12 years old. His father said Harold never believed in the paranormal and always felt that it could be explained logically somehow. So that's another thing for me too, where it's like, if the family was like, we think it's ghosts, like we believe in the paranormal and everything, it must be this, it must be yeah. demonic. But he's like, no, I don't think it's ghosts. Like yeah. straight up, the dad was like, I think it's something that we can explain. I just don't understand why no one can figure it out.
1: Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause like, you just want to figure out what exactly it is. Even if it does end up being ghosts, you just want to have some kind of fucking answer. Like, yeah.
0: So yeah. Mark said that after they were at the house with his father, um, they went home and Mark went down into the basement, and while he was in the basement, he heard three knocks on the basement door. And he went and looked, and no one was there. This happened three times over the next five to six. Sign days. of the devil. One, two,
1: three. <laughs> Seriously, though, I know, they- I know, I just I was fucking with you, but yeah, that's actually <laughs> no. It's like straight up, it's true.
0: Like because they're like the trinity yeah. and whatever, and it's yeah. supposed to be opposing that and whatever. So. Every single number, but all of them, he said this happened three times over the next five to six days, and they never went back to the house again. Like, I think it just freaked him out so much. So he much. was 12, but it freaked his father out as well. Yeah, that they, it, that they, would they just never went back. Like, yeah, uh, Terry says eventually they asked for help from their pastor, and he wouldn't even come to the house. <sighs>
1: the power of christ couldn't even compel could them not compel. <laughs> could not compel them. um
0: so they then went and asked a catholic priest to come and bless the home what priest were they asking before they were asking a pastor okay. i don't know
1: pastors are i don't know i i want to say it's a christian
0: no it's a christian of sorts but it's like christian christianity is the umbrella okay. religion and then there's like catholicism there's protestant yes. there's anglican Baptist. i'm not sure i need I to familiarize myself a little better i'm not sure someone it's a someone will me.
1: correct us someone will jump at our throats it wasn't and like, a catholic priest okay the pastor way, said no apologies. they went
0: to a catholic priest
1: <laughs> and he's like hold my beer i got this <laughs> hold my um, my blood of the christ i got this He will.
0: he did come and he blessed the house and everything but they said that this seemed to make things worse and it appears yeah it usually does because they're usually demonic presences
1: yeah get the the, get it out of here
0: I mean I could have freaking
1: told you guys yeah even I could have
0: he um yeah he said that it it seemed to have angered whatever was making the sounds obviously and they came twice as loud and lasted twice as long (laughs) sign
1: of the devil yeah 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 (laughs) it's double it's double which means it's double or triple yeah or quadruple Quadruple or quintuple or whatever I don't even know the rest of them (laughs)
0: Um, police reports indicated that at one point they believed a prowler could be accessing the property in the Northeast corner of the property, which is, I guess, the darkest portion of the land. Uh, So police brought their most vicious police dog out to this corner of the property so that if their theory was correct and someone was like accessing the property from that area or like hopping a fence or whatever, the dog would bark at them. Okay. Right. Um, they had him back there every night for almost a week and the pounding continued every single night the dog was there and the dog never barked once Ugh. so that i thought you were gonna like, say like
1: the dog barked like crazy but No, they couldn't he see he was
0: way off at the other end of the property um, not even close to the house maybe so they're saying if someone's getting in that way well mm-hmm. they'll have to pass the dog and the dog will bark because that's what he's trained to do but the dog never barked so but maybe like, he hey, was well, just well,
1: taking a nap because dogs I do can't. that i mean i like you've seen oscar
0: is oscar a police dog
1: no but he's a freaking genius and you see him <laughs> farting up on the couch just snoring away i
0: think this dog was doing his job
1: okay yeah all right okay fine okay. i'm
0: also assuming they didn't just like leave him out there i'm sure there was like maybe i like hope a so because yeah
1: maybe he was just like i'm gonna go play fetch like by myself <laughs> this side to a tree yeah <laughs> um
0: some officers um spent the night in the house and they reported hearing the like the bangings on the wall and everything but also hearing voices <gasps> like some of them my
1: stomach literally was like mm-hmm.
0: some of them <laughs> reported hearing like a voice saying Harold down the hallway oh creepy there was another account that someone gave that this is the same thing where it's like there was like eight or nine people there at one time <sighs> that they all were in the house like in the living room or the f- dining room or something right. and they all heard this extremely deep voice say that it was going to kill harold and mabel oh and everyone was like freaked the fuck out because they're like and harold
1: and mabel were probably like shit what?
0: yeah and, and it's just like
1: <laughs> what are we gonna do about this <laughs> Honestly, this is a mess to clean up <laughs>
0: yeah and they're like we still don't even know who's doing yeah. this um and eventually they started to wait where am i Uh oh Mm -hmm.
1: it happens i know know. happens to me every time
0: this well basically like all of this like calling the police and everything all these police reports which you can find a lot of them online um that especially since yeah the documentary came out you can find a lot of these on web pages and stuff so you can actually read these police reports but this went on for months Hmm. and eventually the pomeranian family also started reporting experiencing small explosions happening was well, a light
1: exploded too so like yeah. does that qualify
0: well that happened early on yeah but now they were saying that they were hearing what sounded like explosions all over the house hmm. but they couldn't figure out where they were coming from
1: were they finding messes no
0: it what just sounded like explosions and sometimes the house would shake oh that's like an explosion and neighbors would say that it sounded like dynamite they could hear it sometimes it was so loud i think that would just like
1: explode your eardrums i know
0: i know and the family's like what hey we're fuck? deaf
1: now like
0: <laughs> i mean at least you wouldn't have to listen to all that shit <laughs> yeah
1: Jeez, put some earplugs <laughs> exhausting in. yeah
0: So Consumers Power Company used equipment to try and locate the source of the explosions, but they came up with nothing. A member from the state police in a small, like, mini FBI unit who was uh, apparently a demolition expert was asked to go to the house to attempt to record the explosions, like, Mm -hmm. to get them on tape. He said he spent a few days there. He was unable to record the explosions on tape because he would sit there with the tape running and it would hear nothing. And then as soon as the tape would run out and he would take it out to put a new one in, the explosions would go. Okay,
1: so my my suggestion to this person would have been to have like two recording devices and have them like, you know, delayed at different times so that like I one mean, was always... But I'm that- sure he
0: probably was going into it thinking that wasn't necessary so by the time he's there he only has one i guess and it's just like are you fucking kidding me every time um there was a police report written on january 5th 1975 so remember the first report came in july yep so this is now january and this has been happening this entire time that's insane almost every single so
1: how come they haven't gone to just be like yo lady across the street what did you do
0: no, i would imagine that they were probably afraid she was going to do something worse if they I truly guess. believed that she did this which i don't know if harold did
1: yeah this is just true. the
0: rumor that was happening in in town yeah, and everything like, oh she must But have- again he didn't think it was anything paranormal so right. he was probably like no that's bullshit okay you know but i, I can't say for sure i'm just trying to speculate but mm-hmm. there was a police report written on january 5th 1975 describing one of uh, an officer being called out to the house around 2:30 p.m. he said that an another officer had spent the night trying to record the the blasts or the explosions um but couldn't get them on tape well this n- now officer had come um they recorded every time that they heard the blast so the times that were recorded were 50 p.m. 1:58 p.m., 2:07 p.m., 2:11 p.m., 2:13 p.m., 2:17 p.m., 2:24 p.m., 2:28 p.m., 2:55, 3:15, 3:17, there was two blasts and then 3:48.
1: Sign of the devil. And that's just, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: And that's just a regular day. And that's just, you know, Tuesday evening. Yeah. Like how fucked. That's excessive. Yeah. Wow. Um there were explosions were being heard in the walls and in the attic one of the deputies who was a retired army ranger and a- Someone was quoted saying like he was like not scared of anything. He was just like one of those dudes. Um, said he was there hearing the explosions and something pushed him really hard in the chest. Oh. And he refused to go back out to the house ever again. This is a common theme. A lot of people Pansy. like have an okay. experience there and then like never went back <laughs> hmm. ever. Yeah.
1: I probably would be like, well, there's no need for me to go back. I don't live there. <laughs> like,
0: well, yeah. Honestly, that's like, what I'd be want... saying. I'd be like, well, yeah, oh, okay. it's your problem. It kind of
1: seems like your problem. <laughs> you don't like it? Move. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which honestly at this point it's been like half a year yeah it's been like yeah it's been six months yeah oh, i'd probably think about moving but i know think that, it's that like I, they it would at least house, enter my though. mind <laughs> they built that house for their family and the land had been in the pomeranian family for a really long yeah time. i guess but like I'm wondering if like, that played a factor but i mean how long is it going to take f- for you to
1: find out what's going on like
0: not want to put up with it anymore yeah i
1: don't, yeah, I don't know
0: i don't know I just...
1: Like when you're dealing I with like the devil. Sleeping, <laughs> yeah, you know? I like sleep. I
0: like sleep. And yeah. these people probably didn't sleep for like Months. a really long time. <laughs> Months. I'd like go to a hotel or something. Yeah. Just a good Well, sleep. yeah.
1: Why didn't they? Like go sleep.
0: I don't know. Um. One of the other deputies apparently was even injured by one of these explosions.
1: Oh.
0: On January 21st, 1975, the Pomeranian family was furious to find out that their house was on the front page of the newspaper reporting leaked police reports. So I guess this whole time, people close to the family or the area kind of maybe had heard about what was going on. Yeah. But then there was police reports that were leaked and then like the newspaper put their house on the front page. Yeah. And that's and just were, like a breach that.
1: of confidentiality at that point. Because
0: obviously after that happened, then there was like swarms of people driving by the house at night and in the days after it makes and it everything, so much worse. like trying to come and see it, like get a taste the house, of the haunting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like normal. I mean, I talked about taking a road trip there. Yeah. So, like, we um, literally yeah, were yeah, like, we're it. on our way. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why they were, I understand why they wouldn't have wanted it in the paper. Yeah it's apparent that the police departments involved were, were basically like at a loss. They had no explanation for what was happening. One of the deputies apparently had a friend who was familiar with the occult. So like they were at first, they were doing everything they p- could to possibly prove that there was some sort of scientific explanation. But then I think they were getting to a point where they're like, it could be the paranormal. So yeah. should we investigate that Avenue? Yeah. Um. And so he said that his friend was familiar with the occult. So he was like, I could, put you in touch with him if you want so this guy came over to the house with a ouija board and i guess harold was really reluctant at first but eventually they decided to try and use it because they were desperate for answers and while trying to contact a spirit a knife came out of the knife block levitated in the air
1: i love it i love when you bring these out
0: and then was thrown across the room and stuck into the wall just missing the officer standing right next to it
1: (sighs) oh and again, this so happened with like so multiple many viewers. people Yeah. In the room. Oh, I love when you come out with a good levitation. Levitation, I levitation. knew you were gonna love that. And then love the
0: knife it. levitated. Yeah. I still remember when right you were like, the knife and the statue
1: <laughs> lifted up, and you acted like it wasn't anything big.
0: <laughs> and then, oh yeah, and then the statue just like levitated in the air. <laughs> yeah, it just
1: like casually like lifted up and just like floated across, and then smashed against the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh so um on february 12th duane and mabel were at home alone there was a parapsychologist who was also interviewed in the documentary his name is jerry solven he was there because at this point again there was they were exploring other avenues so there was a lot of parapsychologists or Mm -hmm. paranormal investigators that had heard about this now now that had been put in the news i think i heard in the podcast there was like one that came all the way from sweden or something
1: my question is where is ed and lorraine
0: i know okay I they would have walked in and
1: been like wrong this is, that. This is I, that
0: i honestly was like okay i need to like step away from ed and lorraine for my next paranormal case because i know everyone knows i'm obsessed with them no but it's great i'm gonna do something else and then i'm reading these articles and i'm watching this documentary and hearing watching them struggle and I'm like, to figure it was out This 1974 1975 like this was in the prime of ed and lorraine's careers how did no one call them? Yeah. That's so strange. Ed and me. Lorraine
1: were probably like sitting back reading the newspaper, like, <laughs> oh, I know what it is. These poor bastards. <laughs> <Yeah>. you
0: idiots. <laughs> so no, Ed and Lorraine, as far as I know, were not involved, but there was a they lot of been. a lot of paranormal investigators and parapsychologists that were. So Jerry Sullivan was at the house helping to investigate. And he left to go get more batteries. I've heard different accounts of this story. Like some people say he was like in the shower. Other people, whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of, there's also like another account that says that all of these disturbances started on Halloween of that year, not in July. So
1: stories uh, will get mixed up no matter what. Yeah, like,
0: but like the the important things are like the disturbances and the accounts of what happened. But anyways, this, this uh, guy said that he was went to go and get batteries and dwayne and mabel were at home alone while he was gone um a fire started report Whoa. there's a report that states mabel said they were just about to leave for church it was ash wednesday mm-hmm. around 4:25 p.m sign
1: of the devil <laughs> <I'm> kidding, sorry <laughs> it's not gonna get old like
0: not for me at least it's old I know. I know it is. I know, but I'm going to keep doing it. Um, So around 425 p.m., they started to smell smoke. There was approximately... Sorry,
1: did you say 420 p.m.?
0: No, I said 425. (laughs) Because it's so But but it wasn't 420. I know. I'm just making a joke. (laughs) God damn it. This is
1: what happens when I try to be funny.
0: So... (laughs) There was approximately a half of a roll of toilet paper on the toilet paper dispenser. Okay. And they, when they went into the bathroom, the toilet paper roll just burnt up completely oh. in oh front no. of their eyes. What are they going to wipe their butts with? Nothing. Flames. The devil. Flames. <laughs>
1: flames. <laughs> flames. And- <laughs> okay. When Hillary was like, <laughs> flames.
0: When we were at dinner. Yeah.
1: I still think it's the funniest thing to ever happen.
0: Oh, yeah, I do too. But no one listening to this is <laughs> oh, going to know what shit. we're talking about. I, sometimes I forget. <laughs>
1: Damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Drew take that out. <laughs> Flames. It's fine. Flames. It's Flames. an inside joke guys, you don't shit. get it. Shit, I honestly for a second I just yeah, sometimes I forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just me and you. It feels that way. I know. I mean, it really is though, realistically. Is. Um so they went into the bathroom and approximately a half a roll of toilet paper burnt up in flames in front of them and it burned almost completely through and a couple of tiles i guess had popped off the wall just above the dispenser too oh and the shower curtain was also singed around that area the (laughs) toilet paper roll was still intact after this i guess like the actual roll itself and it was tested and the report from the michigan department of state police stated that they literally had no idea how the fire could have started Two members of the Duke University Physical Research Foundation conducted testing at the residence, and it's typed in the actual report. I'll quote it. It is felt by all parties involved that there is some supernatural phenomena occurring at this location and that it also could be the cause of the fires which have occurred. It is the understanding of the undersigned officer that the burning of the roll of toilet paper is next to humanly impossible when it is rolled up in the normal toilet paper type roll as it is unable to get sufficient oxygen to produce enough heat to sustain burning. End quote. That's the official report.
1: Oh, so interesting.
0: Yeah. In in so many of these reports, they're like, this is it's inexplainable. Paranormal. Yeah. Which is so weird because you don't often see N- yeah, that Yeah, normally people reports. will go with
1: anything other than that first.
0: Yeah. And so there was just like no other explanation yeah. that anyone could come up with because this fired expert is saying like what you're showing me is humanly impossible. Yeah.
1: Like it's just not possible.
0: Yeah. So the Michigan State Police Report written on February 13th, um, said the following organizations and departments and or individuals have no satisfactory answer to the occurrences taking place at the residence so they're saying the following organizations so they list all of them Michigan State Police Michigan State Police Fire Marshal Divisions MSP Intelligence Technical Service Unit Saginaw County Sheriff's Department Merrill Police Department Jonesfield Lakefield Township Fire Department Duke University, the Michigan Department of Health, Michigan State Police Polygraph Examination Unit, Michigan Bell Telephone Company, Consumers Power Company, (laughs) Federal Aviation Agency, the Tri-City Airport, and several churches and clergy members from the area. And I that's, read all of that just to show you how many organizations were actually involved in this case that's, that have, that's a lot reports and, and have employees that went over and investigated this and could come up with absolutely nothing.
1: That's insane. Yeah. He, yeah. That's insane.
0: And that's why, um, Stephen Shippy said that he, he wanted to make this documentary is because he was like, I've never come across a paranormal case that is as documented officially Officially. as this case is as far as like police presence yeah fire presence and all of these other usually it's just like departments yeah yeah it's or it's just someone telling a story and it's just like well that's how it happened whereas like he's uh, he's like i've never come across a case with this much documentation and like evidence yeah in in way of reports and all of these reports are written by different people that all accounts are all the same same just from
1: like a plethora of people
0: yeah So, like, that just blows my mind. That's nuts, yeah. So, almost a year after the first report of hearing noises, this went on for almost a year, Mm -hmm. I couldn't get the exact date for some reason. I couldn't find a newspaper article about it. I found that very strange. I couldn't find anything. But I know it's around a year after the first report, sometime in June or July of Mm -hmm. 1975, the Pomeranian family home not fully burnt down but there was a fire that caused sufficient smoke and and like flame damage and everything mm-hmm. i it started in the same bathroom where the toilet paper roll burnt up hmm. but i guess it kind of consumed almost the entire bathroom and there was so much smoke damage throughout the house that the family it's was just forced like unlivable. to unlivable yeah. yeah it wasn't livable anymore in 1978 the family sold the house to david and luann larson arson the- is that is no? I'm just important. saying Larson
1: because like fire. And oh,
0: all. oh! I didn't even make yeah. that connection. Oh, yeah. They, you think they burned it down?
1: Yeah, maybe they wanted the house all along. Maybe,
0: maybe they're in cahoots. But with you that said woman it was Larson,
1: so I, I'm just stretching their name and to make it fit my narrative.
0: <laughs> Luann Larson.
1: <laughs> Larson.
0: <laughs> um, Harold Pomeranning died of a heart attack in 1982 at oh. the age of 60, Damn. and Mabel died in 1986 at the age of 64 in Terry in the documentary wholeheartedly believes that his parents both died at an early age because of these experiences and the stress that it caused well if they family. lost like
1: literally an entire year of sleep and just extreme stress oh yeah, yeah yeah that'll that will definitely expedite things yeah
0: that's a fair that's a fair assumption yeah so david and louanne larson are also interviewed in the documentary um they said that they kind of start like they start off the documentary they start with their interview and they kind of cut back to them a little bit but they said that they tell a story about how they had a friend who was married to a police officer and they went fishing with them and they invited them over to their house for a barbecue and the officer like, I am not going to your house. And they were like, why? What? Like they almost didn't even really know about this, but they've lived in the house for 38 years. Apparently they still live there now. Luann grew up in the area and I guess had sort of heard about the history of the home when they bought it. Um, and they purchased it shortly after the fire, a few years after the inside had been completely remodeled because again, the fire had made the house completely unlivable. She says that they, for the most part, haven't really experienced anything. She said there have been some minor things like items being left on the table that weren't there before. And then being, you know, or, um, sorry, items being left on the table and then being found, say in like the glove compartment of the car.
1: Okay. Where it's like I know I left that there, yeah. and then
0: that where how did that like end up there? Just moving things around. She said there was an antique radio that started crackling one day.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> creepy. And
0: she was like, "We didn't really think much of it until we realized that it wasn't plugged in." And I was like, "Ooh, that's creepy." That's
1: yeah. That's that'll get me.
0: <laughs> and they interviewed their daughters as well, uh, Bridget and Julie. They both said that they remember some occurrences, and they were like they grew up in this house, I guess yeah. for the most part. So sometimes kids, the theory yeah. is that kids and dogs, right. Are more like sensitive to these things. Yeah. So she said that they remember seeing flashing lights sometimes outside of the window. Um, They told a story about how one time they were both alone in the living room while their parents were out for dinner, they saw a flash of light outside and they heard the dog start barking. And when they looked out the large bay window in the front, They saw a round white face with hands pressed up against the window.
1: Oh, that's creepy.
0: Yeah. Um, They said there was snow on the ground, but when they looked outside after, there was no footprints anywhere around the house. Oh, no. I was like, oh, that's That's, eerie. That's Um, something. Julie said she was woken up one night by a flash of light. And the dog at the end of the bed started growling at something.
1: Okay, no, that's... Which, if Oscar ever growls in the middle of the night, I'm like, get the gun. That like, fre- I don't even have a gun, but I'm like, go find a gun now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bridget said her daughter also saw a flash of light one night while visiting her grandparents. But aside from that, that's that's pretty much it. Like, they, they didn't report any bangings on the wall or explosions yeah. or fires. Um, And again, it's not like... This corroborates anything but a lot of people believe that it's because the pomeranian family specifically was cursed, cursed. by this woman yeah right so Is once she's still out, there I, honestly it didn't say okay i'm curious i couldn't find out much about her and they didn't really talk about her in the documentary after the whole initial like oh she was weird and she did these rituals and then she like did something to Dwayne you know, and yeah. then they like didn't mention anything after She that. had like
1: a really bad haircut and we just never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: she went and became a stylist somewhere yeah. else. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where, where we come to on present day. And so I guess because of this documentary, there was this article I was reading where they were talking about how there was this Midland County Facebook page and okay. some girl had watched the documentary and she had posted on the page and was like, I just saw like the haunting on Dice Road, the hell house, blah, blah, blah. Does anyone know of this house or has anyone had any experiences on like Dice Road? And the article had said that this link had, or the post had like blown up and there was over 400 comments and all these people were commenting about their experiences and everything. And so I went and I found it. Because I was like, I need to see this. Yeah. And I somehow found this like Midland County, like Facebook page on Facebook. And it's not private, like it's public. Yeah. So I just went back to whenever the article said that it was posted, whatever month it said it was posted. Yeah. And I just scrolled through and then I found it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, there's like 450 comments on this thing. And I read all of it.
1: Of course you did. I know. Of I'm course obsessed.
0: you did. So I just kind of wrote down, like I jotted down notes of what, people were saying in the comments. Okay. Because this is now like present day, right? And there's obviously this happened in the 70s, but yeah. people who grew up in the area or spent like time have in the area. stories, yeah. It, it would be like me and you if it's like, I've heard about this happening and I live five minutes away. Well, I'm going to go probably drive down that I'm gonna road. I'm going to walk like by. The, like yeah. teenagers and stuff too, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of people reported seeing a woman with long dark, ha- dark hair and a white dress, specifically around the cemetery on okay. Dice Road, which there is some history behind that. Like the, there is a an identity and a name to this woman and who she actually was. Okay. Um, so a lot of people report seeing strange figures, seeing mysterious clusters of mist. Like some people said they would drive down the road and they'd look out into the field and there'd be like a cluster of like mist, like just in one area. Weird. Like, That's strange. That's very glowing trees. Oh, Oh, in the forest, like the tree, the like trees that were emitting light of some sort. Okay. Reports of feeling cold spots throughout the cemetery in the summertime when it was really hot. Okay. Reports of feeling sick or dizzy while there. Um, a, one person said that their car radio would turn on once on the road, even if the car was off and parked. So like their car was turned off, but then the radio would just turn on. Oh, scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another person that said that they went there on Halloween with some friends at eleven fifty p.m. and at midnight. They started to see orbs bouncing above the graves in the cemetery and rising up in the air (sighs) and they all freaked out and ran away. Yeah.
1: I'd I'd poop myself. Which is exactly what I would do. Yeah.
0: Um, Someone else commented, said, while working at a retail store, she had to verify a customer's address for a large order. And it turned out that this customer lived on Dice Road. So she asked her if she lived on the part where people like talk about experiencing paranormal phenomenon. The woman said she lived across from the cemetery and said you would not believe the things seen on a nightly basis. Ooh, yeah, spooky. Oh my god! What do you see on a nightly basis? Share. (laughs) Uh, One person went out there with a friend, turned off the car. Then when leaving the car. Uh, when leaving, the car started to shut off in the middle of driving it. In the following days, the car kept shutting off. The headlight, the headlights wouldn't work at night. Less than a week after this, the girl's sister and her boyfriend were in a really bad car accident in the same car taken to Dice Road. Jeez. Yeah. Um, And she was like, she commented, she was like, don't go there like don't go. you might die kind of thing like she, oh. i i don't know i mean that might be a huge coincidence yeah, i think i think that maybe there was a car accident a week later but if, she, if, if it to,
1: happened again on dice road i might be like okay yeah. but
0: she seemed to be very um sure that it was in relation of, yeah they went to dice road
1: sometimes you want to believe it you want to blame yeah i don't know i don't know though
0: other, there are other reports of cars shutting off on the road and headlights flickering while driving down the road. Oh, that'd be scary! I know. That I know. Would All be of these so sounds so scary. creepy. Can you imagine living uh, on this road and the things I would wouldn't be? want
1: to. Yeah, oh that's so god. scary. Oh my god!
0: One guy says he went to the cemetery with a group of ten friends and a ouija board
1: no always a you for disaster yeah. you're an
0: idiot sorry um yeah
1: that's just silliness
0: while they were standing in a circle around the ouija board every single one of them got shoved into one another at the same time and they immediately ran yeah and i'm like yeah because that's go, what you get don't fuck we're like, get out of here they're <laughs> probably like, get the teenagers. fuck off my grave
1: like leave
0: <laughs> one girl says her boyfriend got thrown from one side of his his friend's truck to the other she was, I don't know if he was maybe sitting in the back or something. And he like was <laughs> sitting on one side and just got like launched, shoved to the other side. <laughs> Jesus. Some people report living on or near the road in the seventies and and seeing all of the police action night after night happening. Like there were some people commenting. They're like, I lived there in the seventies. This actually happened. Like I remember seeing the police there every, every night. Every single night. Yeah. Some people even saw a hole in the roof from one of the explosions that apparently happened. Oh Driving in, um, someone was driving in pitch black and all of a sudden the lights went on and the bulbs, the bulbs blew out. Ooh. It's just creepy Very as scary. well. A girl said that she went, um, she went a lot in high school to the area or to like Dice Road with her friends and they had weird experiences almost every time they went. A group of five went one night and she said as soon as they stepped foot in the cemetery, all of their cell phones shut off. <gasps>
1: That doesn't happen. I know.
0: And it's not like they lost service. She's like, they all turned off.
1: No, that's spooky.
0: That's creepy. Yeah. There was a lot of people commenting and they're like i've been there a ton and like i never had any experiences yeah. so well, there, it was sucks it was to pretty, be you
1: i know i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was pretty well balanced there was a lot of people that were like no like, never had a problem blah 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 hmm. there also were some people that i think were confused and they were talking about the eye of a general store which is a different documentary okay um and a different property but still from the comments and from the podcast i listened to because the podcast i listened to covered all three of these sites oh okay Okay, I'm gonna cover that one. That one is also fucked. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I'm so excited. And there, and again, there are people like the people that have lived there for a long time, like still live in the general store and operate it and everything. Oh. So it's kind of one of those things too. And they were talking about it in the podcast, and they're like, "Why just go? Oh, the, get all the of fuck these out. things that are happening, like, yeah. why weigh would the you pros stay and cons? There? Just
1: get the fuck it out. It sounds terrible. It sounds really exhausting.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that's. That's the farmhouse on Dice Road, or quote unquote the Hell House.
1: I like the Hell. And I that's like that the Hell that's... House. It, and it, yeah. it,
0: it's just it's so interesting to see to ha- like to read the Facebook post and and then also to watch this documentary and hear all of these accounts of all these different people, different like walks of life,
1: verifying it and yeah. saying all these different things. Yeah, that's because that doesn't really happen. Like no, it's, it's so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I've just never seen a paranormal case like this before, where there's so much so police much, involvement yeah.
1: and so much like documentation from so many different angles, especially from people who are quote unquote skeptics, being like, "Yeah, I don't know how to explain it." Like, yeah,
0: yeah, this and, is just what happened. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, it must be ghosts." Then, yeah, because like there's nothing we there's nothing we can else, else to explain about it. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there was. It was just the the vibe that I got from everyone in the documentary and from their accounts. They were they just all believed the family and yep. they all believed that it was paranormal because
1: there's no other explanation there was no other
0: explanation that they could find and uh, it, and especially the police officers and the retired detectives and most of them were retired like if they were working in the 70s they were all retired, They're now. retired now yeah but speaking about their experiences and being like i had horrifying experiences there like a lot of them saying i never went back after that yeah a lot of them did go back multiple times to try and figure it out the family yeah. But a lot of them felt very sad that they They felt in the end that they didn't help them.
1: And resolve the case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they were just driven out by a fire.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. That's such an interesting one. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Where's good old Ed and Lorraine when you need them?
0: Fuck. I know. I know. They would have just like swooped in there. Fixed everything. Solved the case. Like Scooby-Doo and the gang. Yeah.
1: But but like, (laughs) yeah, just come on
0: what the heck i know That's, that, that, that was my first thought as well i'm like what all right is, is lorraine weren't gonna be in this documentary too like, but that would have been like perfect <laughs> no unfortunately oh. not
1: oh man well that was really good mm-hmm. i liked that one
0: well thank you and and obviously to all of you listening let me know if you're interested in
1: everyone loves the paranormal stuff you do
0: yeah yeah well <laughs> if, if you're interested in if you like the dice road thing i'll do the other two um yes if people want me to because i I do care what they want yes there's there's also like the general store and the cemetery have very strong like historical components to them as well so there's this sort of connection to like a couple hundred years ago and things that happened okay it's and i like stuff like that too because it almost feels like there's an explanation like not an explanation but there's a reason reason yeah where with the farmhouse people were like a lot of people thought it was this apparent witch and that was the reason but if you take that out of the picture this is just happening randomly to a family you know yeah out of nowhere yeah because they lived there for almost 20 years and nothing happened
1: yeah it seems too like abrupt and random almost yeah. yeah it's
0: not like they just moved into a new house and then all these Oof, things started happening. yeah so the but the other two because they have this historical component it feels more rooted in history in a way Okay. but yeah i think hmm. you i think you'll like it
1: i think i will yeah yeah, yeah. oh that was a really good one Ooh. 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 it got all like dark in the room i know too, it's so like, dark oh now my i'm God. Like, oh, it's so spooky in here <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow that was freaking awesome that yeah that calls it a night i guess on this one and that's a wrap and that's it that's a wrap so yeah wrap
0: on our ghosties
1: (laughs) (laughs) so sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed
0: and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com.
1: Or you can DM us or comment on our post on Instagram at how to not get
0: killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at ww.howdotgetkilled.com. Yeah, so thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. And keep us lazy. Bye. Bye.